if someone isn't the very best version of themselves, then they can't, the output is not going to be helping taking them where they want to go or to, to, to get the things done that they, they want to or be the person that they would like to be because you're fighting against yourself. Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm Petra Belzebor, and this is the place to discuss tips, tricks, and hacks to build your resilience through your worst rock bottoms and get you to a place of success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life, professionals, individuals who've been through their own adversity, and allow them to share their authentic and real life stories, opinions, and ideas about how to utilize our worst rock bottoms and allow them to catapult us into success. Welcome to the show. Welcome everyone to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. You will notice we have got a repeat guest on today. So we've got Sean Winfield. We did episode 72 together where we talked about how to be an entrepreneur, uh, learning new ways of working. It was an exciting episode, just tracking your journey from working for other people to transitioning to working for yourself. And of course, it mirrored a lot of what I was going through at the time. So a bit of time's passed. Um, this episode is going out in January 2020, so I'm very excited just about the new year. But we want to just kind of jump in on topics such as setting goals, working smart. Like you might may have big dreams for the new year, you may have no rituals for kind of planning that out. But what are some of the ways that we can get the best out of our year? Um, welcome to the show again, Sean. Hello, great to be here again. I'm loving the Christmas tree, the Christmas vibe. I've got my little one in the yep. background. Going on here. Um, yeah, so we're very, we're getting festive. Uh, now, first of all, are you, this is going to be post-Christmas, but are you intending to take some time off and just like resource yourself, eat cake, I don't know, just look after you? Yeah, the eat cake sounds very appealing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, yes, I've definitely got some time off. Um, ideally, we all have that over the Christmas period. It's important to stop and reframe and get a bit of balance back before we ramp it up again in Jan. So yeah, a few, a, a few days off. And I'm also using it as an opportunity to kind of have a, a reflect on the year, which I think we all need to do. Reflect on the year. What have we done? What have we done great? What what could we improve on? What do we want to do next year? So it's a time for us, but also to create that headspace to go, hey, you know, what are, what are we doing next year? Reflection. And I'm curious about any rituals you might have around that. But for people who haven't listened to episode 72, give them a little insight into who you are and what you do. Yeah, so um, I uh, founder and founder of a company called Co Startup and Go. Yeah. Um, we started around four years ago, and we basically are a, a dynamic support company for startups and scale ups. So, what that means is um, we give them initial guidance and clarity if that's needed to get their business off the ground. So, hey, I've got a great idea. How do we make this work? Yeah. And for those that need to, they can tap into our awesome team of sort of operations executives, digital marketing. So it gives them the opportunity to be able to have a team to help support them to grow, but without the sort of the stress of, oh, I need a full-time team or do they, will they know what they're doing? So we're very focused on supporting and motivating startups. That's what Co Startup and Go does. I love what you do. And that's why we were introduced because of, because of what you do. Um, and it can be really hard for people who have the idea and the vision and the drive and that, that sort of skill set. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly they're at this stage where they've got to know so many things about the detail as well as that vision. And we're just not all good at it. So you yeah. kind of answer that sort of problem, don't you, where we, we need to start letting go and, and kind of getting the backup so we can keep doing what we're good at. 
Absolutely. And there's a couple of, yeah, that's, that's interesting that you say that because it's, it's true. You know, uh, you, you can put the foundations in place to get the business up and running. You can have a great team and all these sort of things, or the ideas great, whatever that might be. But there's this whole other gray area, which we really need to work on, which is okay, fine. You might have the machine, but it's, it's the way it's working in the best possible way to give the best output. And I think sometimes that's, that's forgotten. So, um, I, th I think since we since we last week, I mean, I've always been doing coaching, but since we last week, I've been doing more startup directional coaching because there yeah. seems to be, and there's, and I think we can all relate to this sort of a, an area where you can have a business up and running, but how how do you manage all of this if you're starting on your own? Like, how, what's the best way to work, and how do you work smart? How do you how do you organize yourself, and how do you keep yourself on budget? How do you work lean, and all these different things, and then also, are you the very best version of yourself to be able to do this? Because oh, you have everything yeah. in place, but if you're not, it, you, it may mean that it's not the right time. You need to say, okay, I need to look after myself a little bit better. I need to prioritize differently. So there's this whole big gray area, which founders and CEOs and people starting companies, or even freelancers, you know, you need to know this, like, how can I work really well to make this a success? And I think this is sometimes missed, isn't it? it? Well, it is because it's not something that you're thinking about in your business planning. You're thinking yeah. about probably the profit or your income generation or the structure of it to an extent, but you're not necessarily thinking, how am I? Because you just don't know. The, it's like when you have your first child. We both have kids, right? Yeah. My son just turned 16. Yeah. Incredible day. Um, <laughs> but you don't, the first time around, you're sort of there. He's in the back of the room. But um, that's, they're sort of guinea pigs, aren't they? You're kind of going, let me test stuff and figure out this parenting thing and read a couple books and figure it yeah. out, right? And, and the second one around, maybe you know a little bit more, but in a similar way for businesses, right? You're, you're just like, oh, I don't know how I can be the best parent or the best, my best self in business. You yeah. kind of make it up as you go along, don't you? Yeah, yeah. and actually this, that's a great comparison because it's that whole thing of all the advice that you hear is just like having a kid. Yes. We're not quite sure. So we have this, this massive, over, overwhelming amount of information that we seek and, and listen to and just generally get quite confused about what we are doing, what we're meant to do. And then there's the guilt of, should I be reading more? Should I be learning more? And I think, uh, I think you have to, I think really what it is is about establishing your style of working yeah. and what works for you and how you work at your best and how, you know, you work smart and how you manage your time in the best way and when's your best time of the day, the most productive and how do you manage your goals and things like that. It's all each, each person is, is, is different it's about fine tuning that down. I think it is the same about with having a kid. You kind of go, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to crack on. And Just you keep do them alive. That's the, yeah. the main premise, right? It's like, keep them alive. You generally pick up routines like, okay, that works. That's good. That's, that's kind of getting the result that I need and you and then you and then you build your confidence up and then there's ongoing routines that gently change as your child grows and I'm seeing it the same as a business but you then have that backbone of okay I know I can do this as well which I think is supported by routines and things that you do that you know help you deliver what you need to really I think well and as Simon Sinek says you start doing the work when you start a business but then you but eventually you start helping the people who are going to be doing the work right so your yeah. role begins to change as you're empowering others to, to take up um, the skill set and, and for you to just keep in with the innovation and maybe this, the consultancy or the piece that you're the best at. So the whole thing, it's hard to know when that transition needs to happen or effectively should happen. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's, diff it's difficult, isn't it? I think it's, um, it's, it's Rachel Hollis, one of her things is to say about filling your glass up yeah. and then letting it overflow and then you're ready to help yeah. others and I think it's a it's a, maybe a similar thing in terms of building a startup you you do need to 
you know, build up your experience, what that looks like and how you're working to be able to show others. And there's times when you're going to have to do it before you're ready. And then you, the results aren't quite there yet. But as soon as you as a founder and CEO have your glass full in terms of, okay, I've, I'm kind of rocking right now. This is really working. And then that starts to overflow in new business conversations and the things you realize you don't want to do anymore and shouldn't be doing. That's when you can then start to translate that over to other people. To yeah, you, help you. you. You just can't stay, you never stay in that place for long, right? The no. place of like, oh, ooh, this is good. Like income exactly. flowing, everything's structured, you know, and then the momentum builds from there. And then you're like, oh, I need new systems and processes. Exactly. And it will keep repeating and repeating. And, and that's what you want to happen. You will grow and you'll be challenging yourself. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm in a flow. This is great. I know where everything is. I'm really enjoying this. I'm focusing on the things that I like to do the most. I've got someone helping. And then inevitably it does. It sort of reaches that peak again where you're like, okay, right, I can't quite think about what I'm doing right now. So something needs to change, but it's a good thing. And then you review where you are like, Hey, what, what's going on? What, where am I spending my time and who could I delegate this out to? And yeah. am I working in the best possible way? You know, in terms of where all my things are stored and how I'm doing my filing and online and you know, your, your electronic filing system and, and, and how you work, is this now supporting this, the more work that you've now taken on and what do you need to do differently around it? And who, who do you, we're sidestepping into entrepreneurship, but I just always love this conversation. Um, across the board, is there um, a, a consistency in the first two hires that people make? So I just heard like Gary Vee says that these days, your first two hires should be a PA, so someone mm -hmm. who just backs you up with the detail. And yeah. then he says a videographer, because content is king, who yeah. just like follows you, right? And, yeah. and I realize that's a little bit like Gary Vee left field, but what, in your experience, what are the first two hires that people generally make? Well, it can be, um, generally it can be sort of, it can be focused on business development or sales or driving new business oh, yeah. in, um, as that's often the main focus. Okay, how do, we, how do we create a bit of a hullabaloo around what we're doing and get some revenue streams going? Yeah. Um, PA is, if a PA is brought in and helps you do the things that add value and help you grow and be able to do things, yes, a PA can, I've noticed it can be a, a good next hire. If it's, but if someone sees it as a nice to have rather than just doing admin things, it tends to be a hire later on down the road. Um, so yeah, business development and sales and operations, although, you know, yeah, cool. Uh, we'll talk about sales later. Uh, just me and you. Um, mm -hmm. but anyway, uh, so you said you, you're using Christmas as a bit of time for reflection. Now I know you, so I know that you reflect consistently throughout the year. You have a bit of a habit or a structure around reflecting on your yeah. business and yourself. Is it any different at this time of year? Do you have any kind of specific rituals? Are you reflecting on the whole year? Is it, what, what do you do to, uh, at this time of year to kind of get you set for 2020? Yeah, I tend to, I tend to look at the most exciting things first, actually, in fairness. Yeah. Like, hey, what yeah. do I want to do next year? Where do I want us to be by the end of the year? You know, all of these things. Yeah, yeah vision. And, and, you know, uh, where are we now? The kind of the big vision, the strategy, um, which generally is, is very exciting for anyone, isn't it? Um, and then, okay, what do I need to do to make these happen? Um, so looking at the big picture, these are all the things that I want to be doing and what do I need to do throughout the year to reach these key points, which when I want to, and what are the initial things that I need to do to make them happen? And can I do everything myself or do I need to get someone else to help me? It's often the next, next thought, right, you know, so what's how, long, up? Yeah. how long is it going to take? You know, how long are each of these, how much of my time is each of these new things going to take? 
And what does it mean I, I can or can't do? And do I need someone to help me with that? Should I be changing what I'm working on? Um, it's very important to use this time of year to stop and think, okay, how do I drive the business forward? But as we were saying a little bit earlier, okay, what, what should I do and what should someone else be doing where they can add value to help me continue to do the things that I need to do? So overarching strategy, looking at the exciting things next year. Yeah. And then also, you know, what, what, could, what could have gone better? What went really well this, this last year? What could have gone better? Um, a bit of uh, constructive criticism on yeah. yourself. Yeah. And, and, you know, having a look at, as I was saying, having a look at how you're working, I think is really important. Um, it gradually does change throughout the year. And, and, and in all honesty, we can have the best systems and processes, but to keep on top of them all the time, is really hard. You know, it oh, are all the well, and then they evolve, don't they? It so is. like they were working and then you're yeah. like, oh, now they're not working or yeah. I need different storage systems or processes. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, how is that, is that suiting me right now? Or do I feel like when I'm working in the week or the month, am I doing lots of the same things repeatedly? Do I need to change how I'm physically storing things or the packages that I'm tools that I'm using? Are they really up to scratch or has my team grown or do I need something that can remind me now I'm getting busier? So the actual tools and ways of working is the next thing to kind of have a review of, I think. Yeah. So let me just, get, how can this, can this apply to somebody who's not running their own business? So someone who has a job, they've got a nine to five or whatever it might be. They maybe have kids, they've got other responsibilities, but they also want to reflect and look forward in some kind of goal setting way to get the best year within that context. Like how would it apply maybe to, to people who are, aren't just in our crazy world? Yeah. Well, it can be the same as for, for us individually, for example. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so so where, where, you know, where do I want to be by the end of this time next year? Who, who, am I, who am I sitting here today and where do I want to be by the end of the year? And, and what do I need to do to get to that point? Um, and think big, actually. That's the exciting thing about this. this yeah. Okay, well, I want to be here. Um, yeah. And what do you need? What are the things that you need to do top level to get you there? And then what are the little bits and pieces that need to be done to continuously move you there throughout the year? And yeah. then that does go down to, okay, so it might not be a, like a business system or whatever to keep a track of it, but we still need to remind ourselves to motivate ourselves to keep on track. So, you know, what, what sort of, you know, do you have a diary or do you have little lists and post-its and bits and pieces where you can remind yourself of the different things that you should be doing over that period of time to help you get to where that is? Yeah. And I guess for some people, they think the exciting things that you said might be, let me plan my holidays in. Yeah. Or let me have these things to look forward to. Um, mm. I guess it's worth saying for people who aren't used to goal setting that it can be about the thing you want to achieve, but it can also be how do I want to feel? What relationships do I want to have in my life? How healthy do I want to be? How, how do I want my kids to be? So, so it can be about your feeling state, um, maybe perhaps where you want to live or the environment that you're in. There's so many different angles that, because I guess we're in a very achievement focused society or a or consumerist society about what we need to acquire. And yeah. um, I'm, we're both very ambitious people. So it's easy for us to think in achievement. Uh, and, and I just want people to recognize that it can just be about what's the state, what, what's my state of mind? How do I want to feel at the end of 2020? That, I mean, yes. or a combination, like I always do a combination of. I, I do, I want it, my business, I want it to be here. You know, um, I want to have so many deep conversations with people like I do on the podcast or in different sort of forums. Mm -hmm. I want to do this many talks, that sort of thing. But I'm also like, how fulfilled do I want my kids to be? How much, how empowered and independent? 
Um, what are the experiences I want to have? Who are the people? What are the, what's the depth of connection that I want to have? Because those things take conscious investment. And yeah. sometimes people think, let me focus on the work or maybe I want to buy a house or I want to do my home thing, but everything else just should happen. If it's yeah. right, it should just happen. And I think this self-reflection is so important for just putting conscious awareness to all aspects of who you want to be because you're just more likely to get there. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and actually that's that sort of bit, bit that is so often missing when, when anyone's striving to do anything. You know, it's, it's are you the very best version of yourself in order to be able to achieve what it is that is your version of success or your version of happiness? Right, your version, which could be contentment. It could yeah. be... Um, you know, you know, it's not comparing goals, right? It's like they're deeply personal to, to what you feel is possible and what's going to allow you to experience the best out of life. Absolutely, completely agree. So it's, it's a really nice period, the Christmas and actually January, isn't it? To just stop and reflect and start like, okay, it's almost like a new clean slate. What am I doing? Where, would, where do I want to go? And yes, absolutely. And, and often that can be so messed with, you know, um, if someone isn't the very best version of their self, then they can't, the output is not going to be helping taking them where they want to go or to, to, to get the things done that they, they want to or be the person that they would like to be because you're fighting against yourself. Yeah, all the things that you've mentioned, the health, the mental well-being, the friends, the family, the relationship with money, the work, the you know, religion or whatever, meditation or whatever it might be, these all are the sum total of you uh, in whatever form that takes and, and nurturing that and having that in the right space to begin the year is, 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 a, good, is a good start, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess being your best self can sometimes be misconstrued as well on, um, you know, there's so much out there at the moment about like mind hacking and being your best self. And I think it's also worth noticing because I'm going through some stuff at the moment that sometimes our dips, you know, are, are the places for growth to get you ready to be your best self in the future to yeah. handle what the universe has out there for you next. Right. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes it's just radical self-awareness and honesty, isn't it? of yeah. just going, well, this is a tricky time where I've actually got to um, put different tools in place or not be on the achievement um, ladder as, as mm -hmm. fast as I was, but that that's all part of that investment into your best self, right? It is complete. I mean, this is really just our lives and our journey and everything yeah. else is just things that we're doing, quite frankly. And I think that, yes, you're right. And, and actually, as you look to push to find out more about yourself and who you are and who you want to become and all the, the glory that that brings, actually the more open things become like oh wait a minute i didn't know i did that or i'm finding this particularly annoying or you might feel like you've actually regressed slightly in terms of managing your moods or your focus but actually what you're doing is you're becoming absolutely aware of who you are and that's and and we're all awesome in our ways it's just figuring out what's now appearing in front of us and how do we deal with that and it's okay you're right to to go forward and go backwards that's what we all do we're all human and it's uh, giving ourselves the time to stop and reflect on what is this that I'm dealing with and what can I do? It's, it's our body, flag, our, our mind flagging and saying, hey, this is something we need to reflect and figure out for a bit. And then we can move past this. And until we have, it will kind of linger around, won't it? I love that so much because self-awareness sometimes means it looks like there's more issues or challenges or like the road is going to be a lot heavier because you, maybe you haven't had a practice of reflection if you're sort of new to it. Mm -hmm. um, what about the people who... Um, I love a cheesy New Year's resolution. I love them all because I'm, but, but, but like you, I have habits of reflecting throughout the year. And yeah. then I just get really excited about that one because <laughs> I'm like, ooh, clean slate. It just really feels like that. 
But what about the people who are like, oh, New Year's resolutions suck. They never work. Um, everyone quits them in two weeks. Yeah. Like you go to the gym and nobody goes. You start, you know, and, and there's this whole like, oh, it's just stupid. Let's not even do that. Like yeah. what do you say to that just from a habit change perspective? I yeah, well, I think, I think it's often people can focus on the thing that they can do that makes them feel better about themselves. And, and I, I wonder if it would be good to challenge to, to turn it into what are, what are my, what's my focus? What's my values? What's my beliefs for this year? Nice. How am I, you know, how, how the, the call? Yeah. As in yeah. what do I want to do as myself? Like um, enjoy life more or, or, you know, what is it that in, in the overarching vision of the year ahead, rather than I'm going to go to the gym and I, I want to be fit and healthy. But like why? Why? Yeah. And as much detail as possible, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, one yeah, of the ones I continuously have on mine is becoming the best version of myself because it will, you know, in, that's something that happens every year. And what does that mean? Eating, eating the right foods and finding space for myself to do things. And so rather than, I mean, we can, and, and that can be a little bit more flexible, can't it? And, and, and giving yourself time to stop and reflect throughout the year and go, okay, what did I do that maybe once a month? Go, hey, what did I do with my New Year's resolution rather than something you quickly run into at the beginning of the year and can't keep up with it? Um, how what's do I... The, what's the structure for you or that you advise your clients, I guess, mm. as far as the ideal amount or way to reflect throughout the year or at the end of the year? Is there a bit of a formula or does, is it just like create space? Yeah. How does it, what do you I think it's a formula and the space to do it for sure. So over Christmas, like as we were saying, saying uh, earlier, you know, where would you like to be by the end of the year? Who would, you know, who would you like to be more, you know, how would you like to embrace more of yourself during the year? And what does that look like? And then setting those goals and then giving yourself a checkpoint, say at the end of each month, little diary invite or a little invite, yeah, invite to a meeting for yourself to say, and, and maybe you can just do a repeated invite. So these are the four or five things that I've cho chosen to help that I would like to help me, me become the, the very best person by myself or whatever that might be to you. And putting the five bullet points into a little invite and remind yourself, invite yourself once a month. Nice. To have a, to have a bit of time to just say, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing with these few things? Um, how do you feel about it? And, and maybe even put a few questions to yourself as if I'm finding it easy, am I finding it difficult? And, you know, this sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah, just remind yourself every, every month and then keeping yourself on track in, in that way can be really helpful. And it's okay not to have done everything. Uh, January is a very busy month, right? So actually you're better off making sure it's in bite-sized chunks. So you can just do one little thing towards it. And as I said, if you make it very values driven, very core driven, you're actually changing how you're acting to take you to where you want to be based on your values anyway, which is much bigger than I'm going to go to the gym every other day, which is there are other things that come into play, don't they, that stop us from doing that? Well, they do. So you're thinking about the bigger picture of where you want to get to, not just yeah. detailed tasks of what yeah. that looks like. I've also seen like families and couples do this together, um, where you create a family one. So there's almost like a Venn diagram. So you've got what you want, what you want, but then there's this middle point of experiences and whatever it might be that you want to share, which can really be connecting and bring people together. And also, if you're a person who's like not very or finds it really difficult to be self-motivated, right? And to, and to be like, oh, well, I got the thing in my calendar, but then I just didn't do it. Creating, well, how do you feel about like just accountability buddies or people where you could check in together? Of course, there's the more formal getting a coach or somebody to support you on that journey. 
but I find that it just helps to, I'm going to pick up the phone once a month and I'm going to tell you my stuff and you're going to tell me my, your stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's great. I really like that. Everyone's motivated and does things in different ways. Yeah. I think the other thing to think about, it doesn't have to be huge. If you tend to not commit to things, you know, haven't, don't have much time or you tend to sort of yaboo or push things away a bit, we've all done it here and there. And I think the thing is, is make it every two weeks to do something. Just, yeah. you know, whether it's or every week, it doesn't have to be every, you know, it's just what's attainable and feasible for you so that you, it's better to do much less and stick to it. That, that wonderful feeling that you've stuck to doing something and you're continuing to do it is the, it's really the powerful thing that drives us. And once you get on that, it, it has a ricochet effect into everything that you're doing. So it's okay to make it really, really doable just to stick at it if that's something that you struggle with because as I said, it's that momentum that's the exciting part, isn't it? Well, it is. And then it's celebrating the wins. Now, I work with so many clients and, and I obviously talk on mental health and well-being and, I, and I, I can just stick to British culture for a second. This may sound slandering. I'd love your opinion. But I ask, do you celebrate the wins? Do you, are you proud of yourself? Do you say when you've achieved stuff? Do you tell other people? And across the board, like a high percentage of people are like, nah, I never really big myself up in that way. It's not very British. Or we don't sell like just go, yeah, I did this thing. I want to sell, I'm going to tell somebody or I don't know, go for that coffee or whatever it might be, the fun thing that you like to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. One of the biggest things that I've noticed of, you know, um, one of the toolkit that comes out from the coaching that I do with the startups is, um, and quite more often than not, one of the things you need to do guys is like, write a list at the end of the week of the things that you've accomplished or if, if it's not daily, because it's one, it's very, very common and common in life. Not yes. business. It's common in life as well. We sort of notice what we haven't done. You have this wonderful knack of just clinging on. Even if we've accomplished the most wonderful thing in that day, we'll actually cling on to the one little thing that we didn't think of doing or we didn't do that day. And then the rest becomes a sort of blur. Yeah. Um, so you're but right. Kind yeah. of the science of gratitude stuff, right? That's that's out at the moment, which is yeah. you know saying things that you're grateful for or whatever. But people still rarely they might say I'm grateful for my health or for my kids or for you know my, that I have a job or whatever it might be. But it, it's hard. It's really hard for people to go. I'm really grateful for this part of me or yeah. this thing that I've achieved or that I've done, which yeah. I think is like the the next layer and what we're talking about when it comes to celebrating the wins is actually momentum building i would suggest yeah, absolutely and and you know it's that whole thing of the energy you're giving out so you know the more gratitude and the more appreciation you're showing for where you are right now you just it just comes it just comes back to you and yeah, so actually it's probably one of the most powerful things you can do because to be truly grateful for who you are and everything you have then everything else will just flow and it, it, everything else is just sort of okay great it's the bonus and Love i think it. it's important I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Let's talk mindset um, and how that can help us focus. So you, you talked a little bit about values. We talked a bit about goal setting and how to break that down a bit, but it sounds like this undercurrent of how do we achieve our goals is getting into the right frame of mind, having yeah. the right mindset. And we started with gratitude, celebrating the wins. Those are all yeah. components of a mindset that can help us achieve our goals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Any other thoughts on, on either in your own experience or the people that you work with? What's the optimum mindset and how do we nurture it? Big yeah. question. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, there's loads. Yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. And I think the mindset, I mean, each person to talk about each person individually, 
and as a business owner and all the other things that people do is I, I suppose the overarching thing is what's your, what's your winning mindset? Where are you, when, what's the mindset that you, that where you find yourself in, where you are on in flow, where you're confident, you'll, you can hear what's going on around you. You feel capable and, and, and you have that clarity of mind. Um, you know, the, that might, that mindset where, they call it in flow, don't they? Where you're actually in yeah. flow and in sync, um, both either personally or in, in business in the area that you're most comfortable with. So it's about figuring out where is your flow, where is your mindset that is the best version of you that will help you achieve yeah. everything that you need to do. And how, when you're not in that space, do you steer yourself back? So I think for anybody, it's when when recently, or if you're already doing this kind of stuff, hats off, hats off to you, but you know, when... When recently have you been in that kind of mindset? When when did you when did you do something you thought I felt really I felt really clear of mind, I felt really confident, I felt like I, I did what I needed to do, I felt like I'd accomplished something there, or I felt just relaxed and the you know, true to myself and thinking about what that felt like, um, being able to sort of tap back into that, have a think about where you were and what you were doing and how you felt and try to tap back into that. And then the other side of it is okay, so when we're not in that space. What is the, the negative talk that keeps coming in and how do we, how do we put that up, push that out, you know? Yeah. So wondering where, where we are when, when we're in that, where it's like low energy. I'm yeah. trying to help people think of how, do, how, do, how can they measure it? So your flow yeah. description was really great because it's like you're in high energy. It feels easy in a way because you're, yeah. you're, you're aligned to your, maybe your purpose, your values, your skill set. Um, and it could also be like the time of day, like some of us are better in the morning. Some of us are people like working in the evening. I am not one of those people. Um, and so then going, how do I do the tough stuff or the, or the stuff that I can get the most momentum in because it excites me mm. during those optimum hours as well, right? Absolutely. Completely agree. And we've spoken about some of this sort of stuff before, yeah. haven't we, in terms of, okay, so when are you at your best in the day? And this is where I struggle to sort of see how everyone can fit in this standard nine to five or doing oh. at certain points where we have to as a society because... You know, we all have optimum times at different times of day. So some person, someone, it might be, oh, well, I love, I absolutely love getting up really early, and I'm just so I can think really clearly. Whether it's getting stuff done before the kids get out of bed and organising them, just having that extra couple of hours or that extra couple of hours working before your kids get up, and then you've got to go into work or working, whatever that may be. Or it may be that actually I cannot do anything in the morning. My brain is really fuzzy. So to kick the day off, doing things that are very functional and administrative to maybe start yeah. to, to the, that you can't go too far wrong with. And then in the people who tend to have that tend to pick up more in the afternoon. So the afternoon then becomes, okay, these are the tasks that take a little bit more layering, a bit more planning or a bit more time. So yeah, you're right. And there are people who love working in the evening. So again, yeah. you know, starting the day later, because obviously you don't want a super long day from early till late. So how yeah. can you, you nurture yourself so that you're not overworking, but you're tapping into the best times? Well, some so, people yeah. like just that longer break in the middle of the day. So yeah. start early, but then do your exercise or, or have a nap or, you know, that whole yeah. kind of maybe Mediterranean, you know, a schedule that people appreciate a bit more. Yeah, and absolutely. And they like the other stuff, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then the other side of mindset, which is, you know, are you looking after yourself well enough for your mind to be in the right space? Because what we have, what we eat and how we treat ourselves has an impact on, on the mindset. And so, you know, we all have um, peaks and troughs and different energy levels at different sure. times, but to, 
support yourself so that you can have the best mindset. So what are the best, what are the, what are you eating? Are you eating the best foods? Are you keeping, you know, doing the right things that specific, each person's different, but specifically for you, are you eating well? Are you getting the rest that you need? Are you working out? You know, even just working out periodically just gives you that little bit of zest, that little bit of zing. So doing the things that support you to have a great and focused uh, mindset. Yeah, and and um, I mean, I quite like the 80-20 rule of like 80% of the time I'm doing all of those things and it gives yeah. me a little bit of leeway to not be perfect because that's what's going to happen anyway, right? But also uh, when I work with, with CEOs and, and sort of leaders and we're talking about mindset, mental health, well-being, like how do we um, look after our minds? Um, it's especially like I've been at head teachers networks or law firms and they're like, oh, we're so busy. Like, and it feels like with some well-being type talks that they are leaving with a long, like a 10 more things on their to-do list of things to do. And it, it can actually have that opposite effect, which is I feel overwhelmed because I need to have an hour of exercise. I need to meditate for two hours. I yeah. need to do this. I don't know, all the information out there, right? Yeah. I, I encourage people to like pick and choose. And you said everybody's different. So picking yeah. and choosing, but also it might be that you are, you go for a walk at lunch, or it might be that you integrate some meditation onto your commute, or, you know, sure. you put in yeah. the small wins. What do you, what do you think about that stuff okay. just to optimize? Absolutely. And we, it's, it's, you've got to, it's the same thing as we were saying about goal setting and momentum and feeling good about yourself. This is all part of it and that, that yeah. has an impact on your life. So over, over expectations on what you can achieve is, is it just makes you feel like, oh, I suck. I can't get this done, which isn't true. It's just, okay, how does, you're right. How does this fit in? So if it's like, I need to go to the, I'd like to go to the gym or I should be going to the gym or doing something and you don't have much time, could you get yourself a little mat and dumbbells you have in your house or go for, yeah, go for a walk before the kids get up for half an hour, whatever that might be. I'm not saying leave them on their own, but whatever you might need to do. Illegal uh, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, doing something like that. Or, or if I, I feel like, you know, it might be the case of, okay, I feel like I don't have time to think about eating well in the day. Take something with you from the dinner the night before or just to put a little post-it on your laptop so when you open it up, just saying buy a salad, not a roll or not a not not a cake, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anything that can support you. And you're right. It's it's completely ridiculous to think that we can sustain sort of doing all of these things all of the time. And there is something quite nice about going, okay, Saturday, I'm gonna have a nice big slice of cake, or I'm not working out all this weekend because I've stuck to it. And to reward yourself to say, I'm awesome, I've done this stuff and I have stuck to it, will give you the zest back to carry on the next week, I think. Yeah, or to double up the good stuff. So like go for a walking meeting, so you're moving and getting your stuff done, or uh, on that Saturday, um, go connect with somebody outside. So you're yeah. getting the connection piece of being authentic as well as the nature piece. like. Um, I, I love a bit of multitasking, so I'm like, oh, we're going to meet? Sure, let's not just go for cake, let's go for a walk and then have the cake, you know. Yeah, have all three. Yeah, well, let's do it all. Um, but there's something which I think both of us probably find more challenging, given that we're sort of uh, uh, doers, is that simply being thing. So I've, I've learned to, because I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not just into sitting down and doing nothing and just the being, you know, yes, we need to rest, but I've, I've, I've gotten into this idea of active recovery, which I, I much prefer. So this idea of um, those walks or that movement or the exercise, it's recovery and it's giving me a break from work mode, mm. but it's a different, it's my body rather than my mind all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. I mean, as we were saying earlier, each person is individual and you'll find your own best routines to support who you are. My, I do like to have active breaks as well, because I find that 
running or cycling or something re-centers my mind and it really stops me sort of thinking about anything else but then that exactly answers it it's like what can you do that stops you thinking about anything else for example this this weekend I I took part in an improv workshop did you wish and one of the things interestingly that they say is that that actually doing something like that and and is 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 brilliant of a weekend or whatever it might be because you're completely and utterly present it's a um, mindful activity. Yeah. Mindful activity. And some of the things that they do is about stopping and centering and actually being so truly present that you, you, they do this thing where you stand in a circle and you swoosh your, um, sort of your eyes and your, your arms go zip and you zip around all the way around the room. So you're actually transferring your energy. So you're all that connected that you're that present that you're connected in the room. And one of the things they said is, yes, actually, it's not often that people do that. They become totally present in what they're doing and it takes them away from other things that they may have been thinking about otherwise. So whether it's a crazy improv workshop or whether it's a, you know, a coffee with a friend or a cycle or a, you know, maybe you do like, maybe someone does like that quiet space and they want to sit down and read a book or meditate or do whatever it is. Having that quiet space to your right, stay, stay calm and recenter a little bit and not always doing something necessarily absolutely um and i'm i'm just aware that some people may be going through something really tricky in their life so they may christmas is really tricky for some people it's quite it can be lonely you may remember grief of, of the loved one that you've lost or you may be going through a transition time where it just feels like any kind of goal setting just feel like even the word the yeah. phrase goal setting can just freak some people out because they're like, oh, I can't, like I'm maybe experiencing depression or I'm experiencing a loss, you know, like these sorts of yeah. things. Um, and, and I just want to like say something to that audience for a minute and think how, because we, because let's be real, we weren't always goal setting to this level and, and reflecting on an entire year and like we're machines really when it comes to going, how do, how do I want to feel 12 months from now, break that down six months, three months, one month, what are the tasks I need to do, right? That, yeah. That's like 10, 15 years of practice into yeah. right yeah. Um, and so I want to just go like let's go right back 15 years ago when maybe life was trickier and I know you change business you have a son you eat all these sorts of things yeah where, do, where does somebody start who is in that tricky place yeah um, when it comes to when the word goal setting even feels too much I don't know any any thoughts I understand I mean I understand I've been on I mean I have um, I have a son yeah 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 uh, he's 14 now, similar. So, yeah. um, you know, and I, I remember in, uh, you know, to com to give an example of, yeah, I mean, I think in the earlier stages when he was younger, and you're finding your feet as a parent, right? When, when you have that, you're like, who am I? Or who am I even anymore? And I, I remember myself. Yeah, yeah and I, I remember myself. I think it was transition from parent to working. And I think I found a particularly different, mean, I think I didn't have very much money and things were weighing me down. And I, I remember thinking, okay, this is really tough. And I was at a really low ebb. And I, I think that, you know, when, when you're at that sort of point, it's about doing the little things that will pull you out of it. That's manageable and sustainable. I remember I had, I, I will own up to the fact, I remember I had a little stereo on the side and I had a couple of post-its where I'd written nice things about myself, like, you rock, you can do it, this is great. Yeah. And every morning, even though I didn't necessarily particularly feel like it, I had a couple of songs that I would put on that would make me feel great. I can't actually remember what it was, but it was like, you are awesome, you're great, you've got this kind of, yeah. stuff, you know, really cool music. Okay. I remember thinking yeah. that, yeah. And I, it did take me, I remember during that period, it took me, I had to, had to do this every day to get myself out of my funk to be 
okay, I can do this. I've got this. And every single day I did it probably for about three weeks just to see me through till I was on my feet. And I actually, you know, by the end of it, I was. So the takeaway I think from that is it doesn't have to be huge. It just has to support you to help you get to the next space that helps you then support you further. And, and you know, and, and it can be as little as it can be as little as I just want to make sure that each day I start to appreciate who I am and what I can do rather than what I can't. Yeah. And, and it's a goal setting is a skill that can be developed. Yeah. So it isn't just looking at, you know, people like us or there's people who probably, you know, rock even better or differently. Right. Um, mm. and, and saying, well, I'll never be that person. I just want people to remember where you've come from, you know, single yeah. parent, you know, and where I've come from, rock bottom, yeah. alcohol addiction, parenting, not having an education. And like we've built the building blocks of goals, right? And you build it gradually. Yes. You know, um, you just, you want, if you con- continuously think, how can I become a better version of myself for me and the people around me and this, this life that's here that I can grab hold of further. So yeah. you just gradually build on it and we're each on our own journeys. Yeah. Um, which what I think is really exciting. Yeah. So what can I learn and how can I be curious are two yeah. questions that probably helped me a lot. Yeah. And, and, and it's not comparing. It's not about scale. It's just going, what can I learn in this moment with these skills, with these yeah. tasks, with this job, whatever it might be, these relationships? Yeah. How do I want to take one small step, right? Yeah. And what can I do to remind myself to do that? Because it's easy to forget. So it's consistently doing something that will make you feel better until it becomes, until you do. And it's not until you actually do it repeatedly that you'll feel better, unfortunately. If, if it was only better, the feeling is what you're saying. Right. So keep going with the action because the feeling is going to follow. So support yourself to just keep doing it um, so that you feel a bit better. And, and as I we was saying at the beginning of this conversation, there's a lot of noise and expectations on everyone of every kind in terms of should be doing this. And this is, this is what I, you know, this is who I am, all these glossy pictures on Instagram. And this is all the information I'm going to give you about children and, and being an entrepreneur and living your life. And, yeah. you know, we're each on our journey. And I, I think it is about just taking what fits for you yeah. uh, and sticking and sticking to what it is. I love that. I love it so much. Um, and I think get rid of the word should get rid of it. I mean, that's, it's just the word that echoes our conditioning, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. We should do this. We should be this kind of parent. We should be this kind of business owner. We should, 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 should. And so if you start goal setting with the like, oh, Sean and Petra said I should do yeah. it this way, like scrap that. We're just giving you information for you to then to kind of test. I quite like experimenting because yeah. you don't know what you don't know if you haven't tried it. I think it goes back to the, the New Year's Eve, the New Year's resolutions. If you set your goals around your core values, that's your motivator. You are your own motivator. Uh, where you want to go should be, and you're more likely to stick with it. So what is it that you would like to do and in, engages you, and, and, and then you, you go forward with that? Yeah, so, so flipping what should I do to what, what do I like, what gives okay. me energy, what do I want? Yeah. It's like a different approach. And then it's, it's like, screw everyone else saying you should be on the property ladder even, or you should yeah. be earning this much or doing this much. If something else brings you joy and it's what you want to do, that's what you want to build this on because yeah. then it lights you up, right? Yeah, and it, yeah, I agree. And it's that light up that brings that appreciation and gratitude that then feeds itself. So it, it all comes back to the core of who you are, doesn't it? the core of who you are and it's a process and a journey so um remind people where they can find you if they want to to work with you or are interested in, in what you do 
Yeah, so um, you can connect with me at shanwinfield.com and or co you can have a look at co-startupandgo.com. Um, have a connect. Um, if you go through my website, you'll see my social handles. Have a follow. And uh, yeah, you can catch me there. Sounds good, sounds good. And uh, finally, what are your maybe top three goals for 2020? Ooh. How do you want to feel? What's going to happen in your 2020? Well, for my 2020... Um, my top goal is continuing to be an awesome parent for my son. Love He's it. heading towards his GCSEs. So I think one of my goals is staying on top of everything that needs to be done around that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And that's sort of our family one. I think, um, continue to do improvisation actually next year. So my, we love it. Yeah. Okay. And it's meant to be good for your, your soul. It's something for me. And for the business, we're going to be doing, well, I'm going to be doing more workshops and talks next year. Um, getting to connect with more people on what we do. Up level scale to a bigger yeah. audience. Love it so much. Sean, you've been a great influence on my life, I have to say. It's been great to hang out and be friends uh, since we met as well. Um, good luck 2020 and uh, thank you to our listeners. Get some reflection done and have a great new year. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Please do subscribe and review on iTunes. Every comment makes a difference. We really appreciate hearing from you. And please do get in touch through PetraBelzebor.com if you're interested in any training, coaching, therapy, or just to join the community and get more information on ways that you can build your own resilience. Until next time.